This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Kia ora and welcome to Garden of Sound, brought to you by The Nephilist. I'm your host, Ian Turner. My guest today is Emily Farrell, one of the Garden City's premier bassists and currently working with pop queen Prins. Confidence is definitely a key factor of Emily's success, as is her musical talent. She's an Ara Music grad and keeps herself in strings and the other necessities of life by gigging and teaching music. But is there enough excitement and opportunities to keep Emily on shore? This is the Garden of Sound interview with Emily Farrell on Plains FM 96.9. Emily, can you remember anything about uh, music as a youngster? Uh, I don't have the greatest memory, but I remember kind of like year six area um, and like primary school, I was just obsessed with the recorder. So I reckon that was just, I would carry it around like a wee handbag, you know, all the time. They had like extracurricular recorder groups. So I'd go there lunchtime and play heaps, which was just an interesting first. But I just remember that being really prominent in my memories other than I don't know why. Yeah. So that's Mm. the most prominent, probably very beginning memory. Difficult for you to know, I imagine. Uh, But were you any good? I actually thought I was good. I remember, like, <laughs> without being up myself, I remember there being, like, three groups, and I was always in the advanced group and, yeah. like, always picked for the performances. Confidence is key, right? So. <laughs> it's true. It's half the battle. Were there any musicians in your family? No, no, definitely not. So that's interesting. None at all. Not even grandparents or... It was something of my own right. It's not mm. like parents are like... So no, no, I'm just interested in the genetics of it all. Yeah, yeah. No extended family no friends of the family you know no nothing what were your mum and dad listening to were they did they like music yeah classic classic country music probably because we're from the country right um yeah my dad liked a bit of rock but a john denver and johnny cash okay so classics yeah okay so you know you can feel it feel it in your soul yep my roots (laughs) yeah exactly um what was the next musical step after the recorder Maybe dabbling in a bit of acoustic guitar. Okay. I do also remember, I think it's post-recorder, I'm not sure of the order. Um, my brother got a guitar. I think he had one lesson, wasn't interested, but I remember him like strumming it, not playing anything. Um, and I remember just watching him and I was like, oh my God. And I was like, can I have a go? And he had never let me, just being classic big brother. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, no, you nah. can't touch it. No. Nah. So I'd look at it all the time. Then in maybe like year eight, they had guitars in the primary school and I was like, oh my gosh, can I learn? Mm. So they had some couple group lessons and um, yeah, I just picked up a little bit of that, real basics. Loved it. Played classic um, country music, yeah. of course, bit of John Denver. That was all the like, first stuff I learned. Yeah. Um, and I loved it. I loved yeah. it. Absolutely loved it. So how long did you play guitar before? Because you're, you're a bassist, yeah. obviously. Um, I only really dabbled. I wouldn't say I like... Played. So I just learned some chords and like enough to like chant around, you know, yeah. campfire kind of situation. Yeah. But not, I wouldn't say I properly learned. I didn't really have proper lessons or anything. Was there know. singing as well? Yeah, I just sing along, kind of sing and play guitar. I was yeah. just like, I just loved um, entertaining my friends, you know, and yeah. like putting on wee shows and stuff like that. And how has that progressed over the years? Do you do BVs when you're um, performing? 
I do a little bit, yeah. Sometimes mm. like in some duo situations, um, which kind of the need for those gigs have been kind of picking up in like okay. COVID, right? Yeah. So as a bass player, I've been like, you know what, I'm going to try make it as a duo because there's a niche there, i got to fill it. Yeah. So last um, COVID, I kind of just started singing more, started um, learning to use like a looper more, yeah. which was mean. Um, definitely kind of pushed my skill sets up having COVID do that. So. When did the bass come along? And why, I think? When I was like 16 or 15 or 16, start of high school. Um, we were in like a band, actually I remember the moment, we were in like a band situation, like music class, would have been like my first music class. And I knew I wanted to take music, I just knew that like I didn't really have like an instrument in mind, right? I did a little bit of guitar, summer, I could kind of lay a little bit of chords on yeah. the, not very, you know, I just figured stuff out by myself. Yep. And then there's this band situation, everyone had all the instruments picked, and then like my teacher's like, who wants the bass? And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly so, like that yeah yeah, right. yeah that was it and um i wasn't because i wasn't like sold on any anything else i was like oh, i don't know if i want to do drums or like i had two friends they're actually like my best buds they're like twins and they were like guitar drums they were like you know on it yeah and i was like cool i'm gonna give bass a try literally after that i think we jammed like a blues learned how to do like a 12 bar blues yep and i was just like i'm never gonna put this instrument down and i never did okay. literally it was just like Low at first sight for bass. So, so from that moment, um, what did you start listening to? Was it music that was influenced by the bass or just a certain vibe, genre? I definitely started listening to heaps of classic rock, heaps. Okay. I don't know where that... I think my friends at the time, all of us were just like loved... I loved the bass in it. Like I loved um, like Fleetwood Mac. I love all those bass lines. Yeah. Um, See, I wouldn't particularly, I know you'll probably shoot me down and say I'm a terrible person. I wouldn't pull the bass out of Fleetwood Mac yeah, yeah. as something that I would I would notice. We're not talking like, you know, John Entwistle. Yeah, yeah. But maybe it's because the bass lines are solid and subtle. Maybe yeah. they sort of hold Fleetwood Mac together. Yeah, I think I just love the band as it was. And then it was a very standout that I started noticing stuff like that more. And the music I loved, right? Mm -hmm. But then stuff like... Bon Jovi obsessed with right with some nice strong prominent bass lines um, like John Enwistle loved that stuff yep just loved all the classic rock um, bass lines and would just shut myself in like the school music rooms and just jam heaps of that kind of music do you play keys I play keys yep okay do you see a, um, a link up between bass and keys yeah totally yeah. there's tons of links yeah yep it's yep. great to be able to um, dabble and play and understand other um, instruments especially when like as a working musician you're like playing on stage um there's a situation maybe we one of us doesn't know the song and i'm like cool i can read keys i can read um what the guitarist is doing yep so i'm like cool like if i can't hear at least i can see what okay they're playing. so it's definitely good to be able to understand other instruments before yeah yeah, yeah. so aside from that um let's play some 12 bar blues and, and get it together what was the first sort of proper proper band uh, you joined um, that that band. Yep. So they were like my two best friends, and they're still my best buddies to this day. Cool. Uh, yeah. So we made a girl band called Barracuda after the song da -da -da -da, by Heart. Yeah. Da -da -da. <laughs> so we did that, um, and then I must after, have read your mind. Yes, yes, you did. It's, when you said that, I was like, "Yep, 
it's coming. Yeah. Um, we started getting to like the chilies, right? Because yeah. I started noticing, oh, I really like the bass and just obsessed with that kind of stuff. What sort of album were we talking about? What did they? Um, what, what what sort of chilies were you listening to? It might not have been just, the latest release. Just classic like Californication okay. kind of the classics, right? Yeah. And then probably a lot of like Led Zeppelin. Yep. Um, yeah. Probably that kind of stuff, you know. Yep. That's what we were playing, and then we got a singer. I think eventually after mm-hmm. like a year, that was it. We're like sweet. We have our band. Yeah. And what were the plans for Barracuda at that point? <laughs> um, the plans. We did a few country like uh, talent shows. Um, what did we do? Like Swan and Oil Country Fair. We oh, okay. Into that kind of stuff. Brilliant. Um, loved it. Just yeah. yeah. Um, we did Rock Quest, which was cool. Excellent. Um, when we got a bit better. How did that go? Good. We didn't get anywhere, but yeah. like we we loved it. Loved it. I was yeah. just like, I remember not seeing like a smoke machine before even though i was like 18 and i remember i love that that's the memory you pulled away (laughs) from that whole experience it was huge i don't know why i just remember walking out and being like oh my gosh and turning around not being able to see yep like my bandmates and we're so spaced out and we're used to our little country little band room being so close to each other and we'd done like some country gigs but we'd been pretty close together I want to go back to those those influences, at least, because at the end of this section, I do ask to play a track, and the track that you've chosen is by a group called Wolfpack. Yes. Um, which yes. sounds about a million miles away from Fleetwood Mac, Led Zeppelin, Chili's. A million miles, yeah, and yeah. And that kind of thing. So yep. tell me about those guys. Oh, they would have been when I started. So I would have finished... So I finished high school, went straight into jazz school, auditioned. Mm-hmm. And um, within that first year, I discovered maybe from like my bass tutor there, he's like, check this, these people out. And that was it. I was just freaking obsessed just from the first year. Who was your tutor? Uh, Mike Story. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's amazing, amazing, amazing. Just, mm-hmm. um, yeah, super prominent in the music scene as well. And yep. just, yeah, I owe heaps to him mm-hmm. as how I am as a player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Volpec, heaps. Just, I feel like tons of influence from them. Um, just super bass dominated, right? We were here in the track. There's mm-hmm. like, they do have a vocalist, but like the one I picked, super classic, just massive, um, massive bass dominated band, right? So, yeah. Yeah, there's it. That yep. my probably most um, influential. And I feel like in my playing, a lot of it comes out. Um, some of the like funkier kind of stuff, which is great. Yeah. What are we going to hear? Dean Town by Volf Peck. One of my favorite tracks. Thank you. 
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Emily Farrell on Plains FM 96.9. Emily, let's talk about gigs that you've been to. I love this part of the show. Um, what's the first big gig you remember getting along to? Hmm. I'm not sure about the order, but I remember probably the early one would be the Chili's um, hmm. when they came to Auckland. And I'm pretty late to like traveling and um, moving around. So that was like late teenager. But man, oh. Literally, I just remember going to that gig and we got really close because I was like really excited and I was like, we're getting as close as we can. Classic, get pushed back, right? And then they come out and it was like, I just remember seeing Flea and it was like, oh my gosh, are you real? You look, because I just watched so many videos mm. and just, yep, and awe. It was just one of those moments I'll remember forever. I was like, ah, best concert. Um, yeah, that would have been one of the earlier ones. Um, otherwise, I've... was there a track that stood out for you? I think I just loved them all. I can't even remember one being like super standout, but I think when What's they your, did... What is your favorite Chili's track, full stop? Probably it's going to be one like California, like okay. one of the earlier, like late, you know, earlier yeah, yeah, ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, so I quite like stuff like Under the Bridge and just yeah. quite, and like Snow. Yeah. And um, those are probably one of my two favorite ones. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. But then I quite like the really new ones where mm. they have like Go Robot and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I haven't. I really need to explore like a back a bit more. I've only dabbled back a bit. Yep. More. Any other gigs that have left an indelible impression? <laughs> yep. Upon your soul. I'm a big like Kiwi lo- like Kiwi artist lover, right? Um, just like in my roots. So I went and seen Dave Dobbin. Yeah. Played at the Isaac Theatre. Sit down concert. Yeah. I was right at the back behind like this little pole thing, right? And I was just like in love, like just. Yeah. Everyone there was really like older, a lot older. Yep. And I was just like, yep, just chanting it out. Who was who was playing bass for him? I forgot his name. He's like, um, I actually went up and talked to him after the show, but uh, but he was so nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. So good, and it was so cool. Who are him. your um, who are your bass idols? Okay, bass idols, just probably heaps of the classics. Like, um, you got Victor Wooden and like Joe Dart from Wolfpack and Jaco Pistorius. Mm. Um. Pino Palladino yep. from all the like cool pop. On, he's on everything. Yep. It's crazy. Yes. Um, they're like probably the big core. Um, even my bass teacher, Mike Story, he's super influenced. And you know what? They're all men. Yes. So they are actually interesting. Um, on Instagram, I happen to follow a lot of artists and I see a lot of kick ass um, women bassists out there. Do women get a rough deal? Do, raw deal? I mean, I feel like. I'm pretty lucky and I've had a good ride so far, mm-hmm. but I do know, you know, women that haven't had uh, a great ride being 
any kind of artist, you know, um, yeah. singer, guitarist, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but I felt like I've been pretty lucky so far. We're going to hear some stuff from um, the musical artist Prince yes. later in the show. How did your playing or playing, touring, recording, anything sort of come about with her? So she used to work with Tim Hearing and they did mm-hmm. some tracks together and uh, I did like a show with him at the Court Theatre. Mm-hmm. So What show was that? Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Ah, yeah, yeah. right, okay. So I played in that, uh, yep. bass in that. It was kind of like a little bit acting too, which was quite cool. Yeah. But um, I think maybe she came to that show and then maybe she... Maybe that's where she kind of see me first. Um, yep. But I, I knew her, knew of her. Yes. Um, and then she hit me up and she's like, yo, let's get coffee. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this, oh, here we go. Yeah. And um, just kind of talked about potentially joining the band. And then I remember getting a message from her, maybe like a month or a few months later being like, your time has come. And I was like, sweet as. And mm-hmm. then it was kind of just full on from then, which was fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Is it a case of um, being open to opportunities around you? I mean, how much yes. work is there for for a bassist in Christchurch? I think there's heaps if you look for it. Like my motto is always just like say yes to everything, take every single opportunity. Like why would you not? Because it's you never know what's going to happen, you know? Yeah. A case with me is like I'll say yes to one thing and two other things come out of it. Yeah. Right? Um, every get, I just love it. So tell me more about um, what music arts gave you uh, when you gave, were studying. It gave me heaps it gave me so much knowledge so many skills so much networking which i think is super important Mm. um yeah it just taught me how to be a musician how to work with people how to so many real life situations that do like ensembles where you'd play with chuck you with random people which happens Mm. in real life to me now like um someone will call me up and like can you play this gig Mm. and i don't know anyone or maybe i'll know one person so what have you learned outside of music arts how to um, make a living out of being a musician. Humongous. Um, I think I was not sure coming out of it. I just knew that I loved music. That's all I did. Mm. I knew I was going to do it. I was like, well, I don't know how it's going to happen. And um, the same thing, really. I took every opportunity that came. I almost have learned more outside of jazz school. Interesting. Yeah. It's been like uh, three years-ish out of jazz. Yeah. So it's probably been the same amount of time that I've been out. Um, and definitely learned way more being out in the industry. It's completely different to being like sheltered in like a wee yeah. building where you study music. Yeah, with everyone you know and your yes, friends. Yes, it's and completely that kind of different. Yeah. Um, what has teaching other people given you musically? Oh, super fulfilling. First of all, okay. I love it. Um, which was it's. I how think many it students do you have? Varies, like not massive amount, but I have like just. Uh, a few at each school. Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe like 30, not too many. Yes. Are we a 50-50 split? Boys, girls, men, women? Yep. There's yep. heaps of girls. Yeah. Excellent. Which is fantastic. Um, yeah. Even if I go to an all-girls school, right? So it's yep. cool to... Um, yeah, there's heaps of girls. I think I went into teaching being like, cool, this is how I'm going to do it. And you just... It, everything gets ripped to shreds, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, cool. I learn how to break stuff down for different kinds of people, right? There's okay. so many different kinds of people. Everyone has different ways of learning. Yeah. Um, which was a huge thing that I just learned on my own. I didn't think, didn't even think about that. I'm mm. like, I'm going to go on with plans and stuff. Just doesn't work like that. Everyone yeah. works completely differently. Um, and you learn heaps of stuff yourself. Going back to like basics, right? Teaching like basic beginners. Um, and you're like, oh man, I'm breaking this down in different ways. Like I didn't learn it this way, but I'm going to teach it this way. So it's really cool to know so many different ways. Yeah. Getting out on the road and that kind of thing, what's been your most 
enjoyable or exciting performance oh, experience? Yes, cool. I've had so many exciting ones, especially with Prince. Uh, festivals are my yeah. favorite, absolute favorite. Yeah. Um, so yeah, massive thrill out of that. So it was really cool doing like Electric Avenue Bay Dreams were my most favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I also get a massive thrill out of working, doing shows as well. I don't know, it's a small amount of time, like a gig, right? And you're sharing it with so many people. There's so many people out there. Um, it's just, yeah, it's just amazing. So I reckon probably the festivals are my favorite gigs. What are the downsides of the biz? Definitely, I think you can get a bit of, bit of a, like, rap, bad, not rep, but um, people who aren't musicians, right, are like, oh, man, the classic, what are you going to do with that degree? What are you going to do with that job? And they've got sort of a perceived idea about yeah, yeah. I who I've, you are, what you are, completely. your value. Definitely, you value. Yeah, there's a whole. I think there's a bit of a stigma. That's just what I've personally found. They've been like, "Oh, okay, you know." So you don't you don't make much money. You don't um, work nine to five, and it's just like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like that's probably a bit of a downside. But I'm not too like. It's not something that affects me because I'm like super happy and you know what I mean. They might be in their wee office job. Like they might make them happy, but it doesn't yeah. make me happy. So yeah. yeah. If music wasn't a thing. Um, what would Emily have gone off and done? Oh, Emily would be a farmer. Yeah? Yes. What would you farm? Oh, I think I was doing like dairy farming when I was like a teenager. Yeah. When I was out in the country with my parents. So that, or she can be farm. Yeah. Something super kiwi. Okay. A bit. Something, <laughs> something with livestock. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to open a, um, a winery or, a, you know. Or... I would love to do that. I could... Even maybe like an orchard, just yes. something quite like farmy, you know. Yep. That well, that would be happy. Yeah. yeah. I loved labour work and stuff. Yeah, and gigs in the evening. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Make it work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is time for some music. Yes. Um, and you have pre-chosen because uh, we're tremendously organised on Garden of Sound. Rhiannon by Fleetwood Mac. Okay. Um, why Rhiannon? Oh, just love the song. Love the bass in the song. Like as I said earlier. Um, just have always been obsessed with Fleetwood Mac, um, and this is one of their like prominent bass lines. I love to, I loved learning it. Um, mm-hmm. I love teaching it actually. Yeah. Um, oh, it's just amazing, and I got to see Fleetwood Mac live as well. I love that in Dunedin. Oh, just was that the five, or had they? Is this the one where Neil Finn had joined? Yep, that was I, the one. Oh wow, how, yeah, yeah. how was that? Fantastic. Yeah, so cool. What was he? What was he like? As He's part amazing. Of the gang? Yeah. yeah, he was so. Comp- he was such a standout character on the stage yep. and blended well as well as being standing out who blended heaps because he's himself he doesn't he automatically just become a different person because yep. he's joined another group yep. it's effectively neil finn exactly you know with stevie and the yeah stevie which was camp. nice it was kind of nice not to think of it like as fleetwood mac it was kind of nice to be fleetwood mac plus neil finn you know yeah um it was great it was fantastic did he play any of his own tunes yes he okay. played don't dream it's over classic okay. yeah yeah yeah. Which everyone loved. Of course. And it was just nice. I thought it was really nice. Yeah. I know some people will be gutted that it wasn't the full band, but, you know, Second Bears is awesome having a bit of New Zealand in there. And it's yeah. just like, yes. Yeah. Yeah.
This is the Garden of Sound interview with Emily Farrell on Plains FM 96.9. At the end of the section, we're going to be hearing a track from a group called the Dean Coulson Project called Getting Snarky, What You Done Played On. Yes. Um, How did you meet these characters? I met them, RO Music Arts, right? Um, So then Dean was doing this awesome project, uh, and he's super inspired by Snarky Puppy, super inspired. And you'll probably hear, like, this massive song, but in the middle part of it, there's, like, a wee... Um, a part that's exactly like a Snarky Puppy song sound super. You'll just hear all the influences in it. Um, he's also kind of got a bit. More, he's a bit more rockier. Yep. So he's like yes. rock Snarky Puppy. It's mean. Um, yeah. And I got to play a five string for this, um, which was fantastic. I hadn't properly played one before. Um, so it was really cool on a recording. So it was mean. So there's a B string yes. below the low E. Yes. Okay. Yes. Very good. Yes. Um, I was just going to ask you, tell me about your rig. Tell me about what you, you oh, like to play um, guitar-wise and what you like to play through. Right. Um, I just have like a, a mean, sweet 16 Warwick bass amp. It's okay. sick. Um, yeah, and then I run my bass, and I love my bass. What is your bass? It's like a Schechter, but it's um, interesting because people are like, yeah, so you're super metal. I'm like, ah, not really. So, yeah, um, yeah I get... I just get mean sounds out of it. Heaps of funk. It's like a diamond series one. It's nice, nice wood. Yeah. Yep. I love it. I love my bass. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool sounds out of it. I feel like it's super versatile as well. For How long have of, you had it? So like when I left my high school, I they knew I was auditioning for jazz school and they're like, we'll help you get a bass. And then I got to pick the bass mm. and then they helped me fund it, which was freaking awesome. This was before I had even gotten past the audition, so like, mm. yeah, I did. So. <laughs> why, just tell me, why the um, why the Fender love in terms of jazz bass or precision? Oh, yes, Fender love. Yeah. Um, just the sound is okay. fantastic. Like, yeah. Especially for me, like Fender P bass sounds. I love jazz bass sounds, but I love Fender P bass. It's just like punchy and sick and like um i think flea like put out like a fender p bass not long ago okay and i remember playing that is it just the cost that's prohibitive you mean like why don't i haven't i bought one yeah yeah well i would i totally would but i'm very like picky i think so like i've kind of been looking for basses like on and off for like a year and a bit but i'm like i'm super content with mine and then but man i would love to get that is a price thing as well though crazy But um, I think I have to take my time picking yeah. it. I've played lots at music stores, spent lots of hours there okay. jamming on stuff. Yeah. 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 Yeah, just decisions. And talking about picking the right bass, um, do you use picks at all? Not really, but I do when, like, uh, if I'm teaching and the kid is like, I want to learn, like, this song. Like, an example would be, like, Roundabout by Yes or something. They're like, I want to learn this bass. I want to learn it exactly with the picking. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. So I can do it, but I had choose yeah just choose not to too much Mm. just like a personal preference thing but um there's i don't know there's i don't think there's actually a stigma around it being like real bass players don't use picks you know because it's fantastic the sounds that you can make with a pick yes awesome so cool so the more versatile you can be the better so you can play both why not but um yeah not so much I i don't so much but yeah tell me about the recording of getting snarky um where was it recorded it was recorded Jazz school um, at the mass, the cool massive studio they have there. Um, yeah, it was just super fun. Yeah, he just printed off some music. I remember him passing it to me and like reading it. So it was that simple. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Here's a cool. bass. Here's, here's the music. Some, some music and Go for it. Yep, we. J- I think we practiced a couple of times and then just went for it, and it was fantastic. I loved it. So yeah. <laughs> 
This is the Gardener Sound interview with Emily Farrell on Plains FM 96.9. What would you say to a younger version of yourself? Any sage wisdom or advice that you would pass on to young Emily? I reckon like confidence is key, girl, I'd say. Just yeah. go for it. And like, When did the confidence come? Was it jazz school? Um, I feel like I was pretty confident, like confident and just like loving what I was playing, you know. Um, just confident in doing it, even if I didn't, you know, hadn't mastered it yet. I was like happy to get up on stage and play whatever, just because I loved it. Yeah. But more of that, the better, I reckon. The more confident you can be, the better. Um, and just confident saying yes to heaps of stuff, like taking the opportunities, like mm. I said earlier. That's huge. But I feel like younger Emily did a pretty good job. She got her way through life yeah. pretty good. <laughs> um, I imagine that mum and dad have been supportive. Yeah, yeah. All the way through. Totally. Could you have done it without them? Yeah, I think I would have done it without them for sure if I had yeah. to. Yeah, but like, um, yeah, super supportive. They're like, I told them that's what I wanted to pursue. And they're like, yeah, go for it. Heck mm. yeah. Um, just different because they hadn't pursued any of that kind of stuff, right? Any other uh, brothers or sisters? Yes, I have quite um, a few. I have like, I have seven and I have like, wow. yeah, which is awesome. So like five of them, are like half, all from my mum. Yeah. Um, so we're, yeah, there's like eight of us if we're all together. Yeah. It's crazy. So you definitely have to sort of stand up for yourself, I imagine, yeah, in that lot. I'm I'm second oldest, so okay. um, I have an older brother. But the, yeah, other ones kind of spread out to youngest ones, like eight. Yeah. What do they think about your music? I think they quite like it, especially yeah. the little ones. They'll like put on we, and they'll burn like we DVDs and just watch them yeah. <laughs> at home and just, yeah, they love it, I yeah. think so. Yeah. Oh, that's super cool. Yeah, I hope some of them, I've been like quite... I don't know, drop them off some guitars and I'll be like, here you guys go, like have fun and putting the seeds out there, you know. I'm yeah. like, if you guys want to do this, it's here and I'm going to help you. So it's kind of cool. I've heard my mum's told me that um, the one of my sisters, she's 14, that she's picked up a bit of guitar just by wow. herself. So I'm like, okay. oh, that's so cool. I hope she goes with it. Yeah. Yeah. So you're playing and um, we'll talk about uh, some touring stuff that's coming up. But in the future, what's the... What's the hope? What do you want? In the future, um, traveling and music is just like my two big goals, right, yep. in life. And um, I haven't done much traveling yet. Mm-hmm. but um, Where do you want to go? Um, everywhere. I haven't got like specifics, but just anywhere where I can play music. Okay. Um, also, would love to do like some cruise ships, which would tick off both of those Oh, boxes. fantastic. That'd be fan. I'd love it. Just meeting people. I think the thing about traveling is I just want to meet a bunch of people and I want to like share music with them, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's super exciting. Um, and yeah, I think that's in the future plans, especially if I work with friends, which is exciting. Yeah. How do you feel about being part of the backing band? I definitely love being like the backing band. I feel like that's like a thriving spot for me. Yeah. Um, but I can see how people might be like, oh man, we're not like front center but that's definitely my vibe is to like be i'm really happy being part of it because i'm creating it um with her I, it's lucky because i don't get all that extra stuff like all the front man stuff okay. and all which is stuff like that i don't i don't think i'd want heaps of massive yeah so i'm really really happy being back in band and heaps of situations so yeah yeah we're going to take a short break We're going to come back and we're going to test your musical knowledge, uh, which will be rather exciting. Uh, Then we can hear about those um, plans, um, fingers crossed, in the next few months. This is the Garden of Sound interview with Emily Farrell on Plains FM 96.9. 
Just a quick note to tell you about our sponsor, The Nephilist. If you're looking for a non-alcoholic tipple with free delivery in Christchurch, then head to thenephilist.com. Or visit The Nephilist for a non-alcoholic beer, wine or cocktail at events across Canterbury this summer. That's The Nephilist, and you can find them online at The Nephilist. That's N-E-P-H-A-L-I-S-T dot com. This is the Gardener Sound interview with Emily Farrell on Plains FM 96.9. We're about to play mini-quiz, so I'm going to give you 10 questions across the course of 60 seconds. If you don't know the answer, just go pass. Just, you know, gut feel, pass or answer. Um, and you should know a few of these. Um, you're trying to beat a, uh, a top score of eight um, nice. and you're trying not to get zero. Okay. We've had lots of people who've got one. So, um, you know, anywhere between eight and one is good. Great, great. All right, Emily Farrell, your mini quiz starts now. Which musician nearly killed his own bass player in 76 when a gun accidentally went off in his hand? Oh, pass. Which British album from the 70s is based on a young mod by the name of Jimmy? Um, I'm going to pass. Tom York is best known as the lead singer and songwriter for which English band? Eek, pass. What's the name of the American jazz musician who released Give Me the Night in 1980? George Benson. In which odd-numbered year did Nirvana release Smells Like Teen Spirit? 1991. Yes. <laughs> What's the stage name of the artist who released Can't Feel My Face in 2015? Oh, yeah. Um, his name is... Um, uh, uh, play this so many times. It's not the weekend, is it? it is. John Bonham played drums for which famous English rock band? Led Zeppelin. Okay, your time is up. All right. Eesh. Let's go through those answers. Uh, it was Jerry Lee Lewis, okay. Great Balls of Fire, and all that kind of thing. Nice. Uh, it was The Who's Quadrophenia, okay. um, was the album, the mod named Jimmy. Um, Tom York, lead singer for Radiohead. Oh. Classic. <laughs> George Benson, well done. Uh, 1991, yes, celebrated uh, 30 years uh, this year. My God, that's a long time. Yeah. Um, the weekend, well done, and Led Zeppelin, you got a score of four. Nice. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Four solid. Yep. Nice. Just <laughs> great. Um, okay, so tell me about the um, tell me about the upcoming Prince tour. And I will say that we do pre-record this show, and this is sort of late September that we're talking. Yep. All things going to plan. Yes. Uh, where will that tour go? We're going first South Island. Mm-hmm. There's heaps around there. Yep. Some, hitting some places, heaps of places I haven't been, which is so cool. Yep. Um, and then we're hitting the North Island. All fingers crossed, everything mm-hmm. goes well. So kind of handy, it's planned like that. Yep. Um, and then we finish off in Auckland. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Should be exciting. Is this the biggest national tour you've done? Yes. Yes, it will be. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, who else are you playing with? Who's on, um, is uh, it so f- three three in the backing band plus Alana? Yeah, so including me. Yep. So I've got the two boys. Um, we've got Caleb on guitar and mm-hmm. Sam on drums. Amazing. Both machines and yeah. fantastic to work with. Yeah. Such a great team. Have you played with those guys um, pre, pre-prints? pre Yep. I play with Sam just like every now and again, like in for a covers gig we've just mm. bummed into each other and played with each other a bit and this is sam lane sam lane yeah correct yeah, okay yeah. yeah so i know him yeah um, but yeah i didn't really know the other two until i joined the band oh fantastic yeah okay 
That's very, very cool. Speaking of uh, Prince, we're going to go out with a um, a track of hers, and the name of this track is... Little Too Late. Little Too Late. Yeah. Um, now, you didn't play on this recording. No. Um, although it does sound your vibe. It is your my vibe. Favorite, favorite one to play, definitely. Why is it? Why is it so good? Because it's such a fantastic bass line. It's so cool. Um, super move, like heaps of movement in it. So groovy. Um, yeah. You'll hear it. You'll love it. Okay. Yeah. That's super cool. Emily, it's been amazing to have you on the show today. Cool. Thank you so much for coming. Awesome. Thank you so much.
All right, it's time for my track of the week. It's from Louis Baker, and it's rather good. This is Love Levitates from the album of the same name. Thanks for joining me today on the show and thank you to Emily Farrell for being my guest. You can find out more about Emily and her tour with Prins by heading to gardenofsound.nz and clicking on her image on the front page. I'm Ian Turner and I look forward to bringing you Garden of Sound same time next week. In the meantime, keep well, keep listening and keep playing. Enohora. Ra.